0: Welcome to Homestead Story. We're Peter and Kristen.
1: Join us as we share a new but old kind of family life.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Peter and Kristen coming to you from the snow-covered hills of our Maryland homestead.
1: Hi, everyone. So we have a lot to cover today, so we are going to jump right in. Um, today we're going to be talking about eating healthy as a family with
0: young children. Yeah, we've done a lot of episodes about growing food and how to do gardens and animals and everything else. So I think we did do one episode a long time back about food, but this one is going to be about uh, how to eat food with children, which is kind of a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's It's hard enough in this culture where we have so much unhealthy food it's hard enough to eat well as an individual or a couple, and then throw in a bunch of children who have strong wills and don't want to eat healthy, and good luck.
0: Yeah, I with think that. Right. Our first really is a good eater naturally, but I think that's very unusual. And for everybody else, it's it's been a huge challenge, as I think it is for almost all parents out there. Yeah. We're surrounded by so much temptation and junk food and processed food and everything. So to eat healthy is a massive challenge.
1: Yeah. and And we have found that eating healthy with children is really one step forward, two steps back. And I feel like, gosh, we've been out here homesteading now for what, almost six years? Yeah, come
0: up in six years. And
1: I feel like we're just at a time where we can talk about eating healthy with children. It's been it's been that much of a um, just learning, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we have a lot of just tips and things to talk about today.
0: Right. Now, everybody comes from a different context, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to say this to make sure... Make sure it's clear, but everybody has different children. everybody's at a different season in life we 're at a different season in life than we were years ago, mm-hmm. and so we 're going to try and keep this really positive and hopefully just have good information for people out there and I, I hope it 's really obvious that we are going to do things that don't work for other families and for other people and that's okay it's totally okay i think it's really easy there's this kind of perfectionism that comes in this world of nutrition and it's really easy to feel shameful and feel like you're constantly compromising and in some ways it is a constant compromising as much as it's a constant fight you have to really battle and struggle and work hard um, to gain ground in this, especially with children. So that's just how it is. And I think we're excited because we have made some progress over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also done a lot of things wrong along the way. And, and that's just how it is. That goes with the territory.
1: Right. And <clears throat> all we can do is really share what we how we live. That's all. We're just kind of telling our story. And we're not telling people to do what we do. Just We're just sharing ours. And if it can help you in some way, then great. And if not, just ignore it. I'm really lucky because with homeschooling my children, they don't. I don't have to wake them up. They wake up when they wake up, and then they make their breakfasts, and they clean up their breakfasts, and we start school, and I have friends who have their kids in school, and mornings are really, really chaotic, getting everybody up, getting everybody ready, getting everybody packed up, getting the lunches made. I, It's a whole different morning, so obviously your morning might not look like ours, but still... Hopefully we can have something in here that can inspire or help you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's true. And it's really interesting. So I go away to work every day still. And that means I now have to be bringing food with me. And that's a challenge. And I could go get lunch somewhere or I could bring some kind of you know, highly processed frozen thing that goes in the microwave. But if I want to eat something healthy, it can be a difficult thing for me to then have to plan ahead and bring stuff from home. And, and so that is, I think, a massive challenge for a lot of people is how do you feed your kids when you're running out the door first thing in the morning? And that's been a really benefit of, of doing homeschooling is that we don't have to do that. So that does make things a lot different and in some ways easier for us.
1: Right, right, definitely. And then also every family out there that's listening knows that as a family, you go through different seasons and no season will last forever. You know, we go through hard seasons and we go through really easier seasons and, you know, they, they come and go. And well, we kind of have some exciting news of a season that we're in, so we are um, expecting our fifth baby boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very, very exciting. I yes. don't know how we have so
0: many boys? Yeah, five boys. yeah, it's pretty. That's what we do.
1: Pretty crazy. I was I, I said that I would um be a very great catch in the prairie days with all these <laughs> boys Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all boys. so but, but, you know, we just came out of a really, really hard season w- my first trimester. Yeah. Um, and it was so funny because this is my first time being pregnant, um, you know, while homesteading. And I was just so excited to just be like, this pregnancy, I'm going to just get all that. Oh, I'm just going to eat only high nutrition. Oh, yeah. Nutrition.
0: Kristen was talking about it. She's like, she knew the nausea was coming. So so she's like planning ahead and be like, I'm going to eat this and this and this. All these like super healthy things.
1: Yeah. so I, And then she got sick. Yeah, I was, I was so like excited to just, just eat so healthy in pregnancy. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, find out I'm pregnant two weeks of feeling pretty normal. And then, um, for me, I know everybody has different pregnancies, but for me about two weeks in the nausea came and it was just horrible. It was so horrible. So, you know, I would go down every day and pick my kale. So this was back in November, December. So Luckily, my kale was still going through December. I was so proud, eating from the garden. And I was making these kale smoothies, and I'm like, oh, this baby's getting so much folate, you know? it's just <laughs> so great. And um, and then the nausea just got... To, it, it almost came, like, overnight. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, And then it just... I, I couldn't, like, do anything. I couldn't eat anything. I think I ate... I mean, I know I forced myself to eat some vegetables, but then I think I just wanted, like, salt and vinegar chips or something. Yeah. Like, I just...
0: And it was pretty admirable. I mean, I was away at work, and I'd come home, and Kristen, you know, she's been doing homeschooling and kind of fighting hard to get through the day, and then by the time I got home, I think you were done.
1: Yeah, I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't make food. I couldn't talk about food. I just... And so, you know, that was a good... Um, I don't know what... Luckily, luckily, mine was only like seven weeks or something like that, and it almost went away as fast as it came, and now I've been eating really healthy again and really excited about that, but... um but yeah it's funny when it when you're sick for that long I almost started to forget what it felt like to feel good and I right. was like maybe this is just me. Yeah. Maybe this is just who I am. <laughs> you know, but now but it went away so fast and I'm like whoa that was horrible like
0: yeah
1: Christmas was horrible. I just got through Christmas. Like usually we rock advent. We do all these special Christmas books and Jesse tree and I don't know. We just we make advent really special, but I was like I don't know guys like the why Jesus Mary they they went to the manger. Uh I got to go lay down. Uh, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, that was rough. But the point is there's seasons. That one was only a, a couple months long, but we've had, you know, we have other seasons in life. Obviously, when we had 4 kids in 5 years, there was it was just a very, you know, lot required of us every moment of every day and so the idea of eating perfectly during that time is just not realistic
1: yeah and that would be like I I guess I don't feel any guilt or any shame or any I I just don't give into that perfection if we are going through a hard time or then whatever you know just it has to go on the back burner it's just not worth it to have that extra stress but
0: we actually come at this from a different angle which I think is more of a positive one which is we want to feel good we yeah. want to feel good, and we know that one of the biggest things about that is then going to be, like, eating healthy. Right.
1: So. And I think, so, you know, you go through a hard season, but then it's kind of like, um, you know, always kind of fighting to, to come out of it and to to try again and to to start over and to not give up. Right. Um, like, right. you know, right. so anyway, so so with that all being said, no guilt, no embarrassment, do what you have to do. But again, feeling good is so worth it. And eating healthy is worth the fight. So now going forward, we'll talk about how to eat healthy with your family.
0: Right. So we have kind of a a simple theory about what the goal that we have as far as what we want to eat in in our family. And so a lot of people have to do more extreme things in this because if you have celiac, then you can't have gluten, period. Or Mm -hmm. some people have to do paleo and you know things that are a little bit more exact and extreme as far as diet goes we don't have that in our family which is really fortunate so ours is a bit simpler of a theory and it's really just this eat real food mm-hmm. by real food we mean things that have come straight out of the ground or straight from an animal mm-hmm. so As little processing, as little chemical ingredients and Mm -hmm. packaging and mechanically separated. And there's so many things that as a modern culture, we just take it for granted that, yeah, you can do whatever you want to food and it doesn't change it. And we think differently. We think that food is made up of thousands of different chemical compounds and has Mm -hmm. microbes in it and all kinds of different things that work in symbiotic ways. And eating real food is what humans have always done. And we want to continue to do that. And if anything, we have a little bit of a leg up because... We have such a diversity of things we can eat that are available to us. So we want to eat real food, as little processing as possible. And I think probably then on top of that, the thing we want to be a little bit more aware of, even when we do cheat, is that sugar is pretty destructive. Processed sugar, I'm not talking about eating eating fruit or something, but Mm -hmm. our world is full. Everything is chock full of processed sugar. And I think that has a lot of negative consequences, on the body, not to mention being highly addictive. So that's really it in a nutshell.
1: Right. Right now there's just so much information um, out there about healthy eating and it's it's all good, but each person has a different um, body, a different, you know, foods that they can handle. So you might hear someone whose life was changed because they gave up gluten or whose life was changed because they did the perfect paleo diet, but that does not mean that that's going to work for you. So That's why, you know, I think Pete's making the point, like, for us, we don't do anything too crazy or too special. We just try our best to eat real
0: food. Yeah, and for us, if you look back at the last 15 years of our lives, growing in in a healthier way of eating has actually just been one little step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. It's just been one thing after another, after another, moving in the right direction. And so that's also a possibility. And
1: and Pete and I have also found, so our family is all, like, just high-metabolism- Active like our kids are really skinny, and um, I'm a runner. I I need a lot of carbs, and um, I've tried doing things like um, paleo diets and stuff before, and I just feel like I'm gonna fall over. So right. we do need a good amount of carbs with you know with ourselves and then our growing children, and so um, it's been we've had to figure out how to get just healthy carbs that are, um, you know.
0: Less processed. (laughs) So we're growing a lot of potatoes and sweet potatoes and squash and things like that. So we've gotten a lot of really highly nutritious, good carbs mixed in. But we're also still doing bread and pasta and things like that. And they really do help fill out um, the the needs we have for calories. Mm
1: -hmm, Exactly. All right. So I guess now we're going to dive into eating with children. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of the things that we have found and the advice that we have. Um, so I think it's important that we look at our food differently. So, you know, most people know, okay, desserts are not good for me. You know, desserts are, are not something that we want to eat a lot of, but we don't realize how much of our children's food is actually a dessert. It's high in sugar, high in calories, and it has no nutritional value. So, take for example you know you want to start your kid off with a healthy breakfast and you get I don't know some kind of cereal that has all these oh it has this many vitamins and minerals and you know look at the sugar content on it it might be similar to the dessert that you yeah, right. that your kid might have that night it was <laughs> funny I um I usually make our granola and then I was like you know I'm gonna give myself a break and just go to the health food section and buy a healthy granola and I'm sitting there like a crazy person like reading the <laughs> nutritional labels on all the granola
0: which is funny cuz half of that granola is in the natural health section yes. of the grocery store and be like oh my goodness I
1: was in the natural section you I might wasn't well in like donuts you know Yeah I'm looking at the sugar and I'm like oh my gosh I can't even I don't even want to buy this stuff <laughs> Yeah right And it's so small too it's like you know I get this expensive um little little bag that might serve us for like two days.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe service for a day. I don't
0: eat granola, but there's five people eating granola. Yeah. Yeah. That's a day. And so then
1: I was like, forget it. I'm going back to making my own granola. But really, if you look at the sugar content on these foods and the amount of nutrients they have, it's really not any different than a dessert.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's so highly addictive. Once you get a taste for sugar, that's what you want. People have like a coffee drink with tons and tons of sugar and be like I love coffee you don't like coffee you like sugar <laughs> you know that's that's what it is and so um it's hard I mean we we want to be balanced we had cake last night for St. Valentine's Day it was awesome so we're not extreme about this but it's really easy for sugar to become that daily constant thing that makes you you want in in all of your meals and throughout the day and that becomes really destructive so
1: and I think the part of the problem for children is they're not really thinking of foods that um, are healthy for me or unhealthy or make me feel good or feel bad, for them it's they're still at an age where they want that immediate gratification. So right. if they could have this yummy, sugary cereal, why on earth would they ever eat eggs? There's yeah. just no way that they're going to want to eat eggs after that.
0: <laughs> right. So here's one of the things we want. We want healthy food for our kids because we want them to have a healthy body. But it's, it's actually, that's only half of it. They're going to grow up in this world, and it's probably going to be about the same as it is now, where they're constantly surrounded by temptation and needing to find balance in an imbalanced world. So we want them to be nutritious, but we also want to teach them how to have self-control and how to navigate living in this world. And so that's a big part of what we're doing now too, is trying hopefully to teach them really healthy habits so that this works for them for the rest of their life.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. And then, you know, back to the sugar, I think sugar is one of the biggest problems, you know, in our, in our culture, just because it's so addicting and it's in everything. But so, you know, looking at our food differently of what is, what is dessert. Another thing is, um, juice. So we don't keep juice in our house just because it's, um, it's got so much sugar in it. Again, why would you want to drink water when you could have juice? Right. But when I was... It was funny when I was pregnant. Well, and that, and
0: so, like, the kids were... We used to do juice years ago, and the kids were constantly nagging us for it. It was like, can we have juice? Can we have juice? Can we have juice? And it was just like, this is not worth fighting.
1: Yeah. I remember one of our kids, um, this was a long time ago, their biggest temper tantrum, we... Their, I mean, he was only, like, two, um, but we ran out of juice in the morning, didn't have any. And it was like the crisis of the century that we ran out of juice. And he threw this temper tantrum from like, Oh my gosh, it was crazy. And I'm like, we are not, whatever that stuff is, we are we are not having it in this house. (laughs) Um, but we
0: have fruit all the time. There's a huge difference. It's a whole nother conversation, but juice is a different thing.
1: Yes. But when I was, when I was in my first trimester and I was nauseous, for some reason, I really, really wanted juice. And, um, I guess maybe water was harder on my stomach or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the reason, but when I had it in the house, I'm like, Oh my, I drank a glass of juice and I'm like, this tastes
3: so <laughs>
1: good. It was grape juice. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. Um, it, but it was like, I, and I viewed it as like a big dessert because of all that sugar that it had in it. Um, sugary yogurt. So sometimes, you know, we think like, Oh, I'll, I'll let you have, um, I'll let you have a yogurt, um, because yogurt's healthy. And then you think of all that sugar. So it's so unfortunate yeah, that. You know how
0: hard it is to find the plain organic, you know, with no sweetener added yogurt at the store? You guys search through like 7,000 yogurts to find the one little section that has the plain, you know, organic, non fat, or no, not non fat, whole fat, yeah. uh, non sugar yogurt, you know.
1: But- yeah. Yeah, I mean, we live in a culture that is just so addicted to sugar. Yeah.
0: And you probably feel great, be like, "I'm eating yogurt." You're like you're eating sugar. You know? Yeah,
1: I know. It's so. If you think about all the sugar that the kids are getting, so you've got your sugary breakfast cereal, your sugary, and 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 I'm talking, I'm talking not even desserts. I'm talking about foods that are being marketed as health foods right. that our kids are getting, but it's just feeding their their health addiction or their sugar addiction. So sugary cereal, sugary yogurt. Um, Juice, you know, mm-hmm. sugary juices. Um, and then that doesn't even, I'm not even counting those like.
0: all the snack foods. The snack
1: foods that are so high in sugar. So really these kids are basically eating dessert all day. And then we're like, oh, my kid, my kid is such a, they won't eat vegetables. Oh, my kids won't eat eggs. They won't right. eat meat. And it's like, well, because they are addicted to sugar and they don't want anything else. Yeah. So um, really looking at your pantry and, and viewing things as a dessert. Um, as opposed to health food and then you know slowly switching over to the non sugary foods I think is is huge in in getting your kids to eat healthy
0: right which is interesting I was reading some of the paleo stuff and they were talking about really watching your carbs and sugar intake and they just totally swept fruit into that mix and I just remember thinking that a little bit odd because I just don't believe in that and we have not had that experience with our kids at all we keep a lot of fruit in the house and we're we're growing a ton of fruit, which will become more and more every year. And there's something completely different about having a piece of fruit that has so many other things mixed in with it and has a whole bunch of fiber mixed in with it and, and, and those kind of things. And those become terrific snacks for the kids. They're not addictive. They, they fill in a lot of the gaps in between meals where kids, you know, they're, they're running around, they're constantly hungry and they can always have some fruit and that works really, really well. And, if you think there's a difference or there's no difference in that, just keep juice in the house and keep a bunch of fruit in the house and and watch the difference. You know, watch it play out. Uh, juice is addictive. Fruit is not addictive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading another thing on that and they said, well, you know, it's hard to prove this in a study because you can only be so reductionist about this type of sugar is, you know, fructose. So it's the same in everything. They're saying it's virtually impossible to find somebody who's unhealthy or who's healthy who who eats too much fruit Mm. like it just doesn't happen Mm.
1: yeah right right and again i i think we have to be careful because there are some like i think everybody has you know people that might have a certain autoimmune disease i don't know maybe they have to avoid certain fruits and we're not getting into that we're talking about people like us who just don't we don't have those issues so what kind of food works for us yeah sure um the other thing that i wanted to bring up was carbs so I don't know if if your kids are like our kids, it feels like they're hungry every yeah. couple hours, and it's you know because they're growing and they're. I'm
0: like, what is this going to be like when they're all teenagers?
1: Well, that's when our orchard. So you know, we have put in like an acre orchard, and it hasn't borne tons and tons of fruit yet. But yeah. By the time our kids are teenagers, I think we'll be right able to feed them.
0: Dad, oh I'm my god, the they're just go to the orchard.
1: <laughs> they are just, they just are, they just like to eat a lot. You know, if they're yeah. growing boys. It's fine. It's, but. Um how do, how do you get carbs that aren't just cheap carbs that are lacking in any kind of nutrition and for us one rule that I try to go by and this is just me I like to know that my food is going to go bad in a couple of days. Yeah. So I like to buy things that um so instead of giving my kids some kind of bar that's been sitting that's able to sit in the pantry for I don't know Ever. months. <laughs> like how, I want something that's going to go bad because it feels more alive to me. I guess I'm. I'm always telling my kids, we want we want food that is alive. You know, we want food mm-hmm. that is. Um, so so I like to buy breads that are just healthier breads that are going to go bad, and we keep them in the freezer because they'll go bad in like a day or two. Yeah. Um. And and that just feels like a little step up to me. So I know you know some people will say that you know, breads and carbs aren't great for you. But for me, just knowing like, well, this is a this one has less preservatives in it. This one's a little bit healthier. Right.
0: Well, just to speak to that, there's a lot of gray area. So, mm-hmm. so there are steps forward that aren't perfect, but they're a whole lot better than some of the alternatives. It's not all one way or the other.
1: Right. Um, I think, you know, also eating healthy, there are a lot of sacrifices that are involved. But I always think to myself, the alternative is... There is a sacrifice of the easy way, and it's you're going to feel worse. I mean, you're just naturally yeah. going to feel a little bit worse if you're eating a ton of highly processed foods with little nutrition in them. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, all right, which way do I want to sacrifice?
0: Yeah. Um, that generally also means you're buying industrial food, too, which, of course, we're not really for those systems of agriculture anymore. So right. that's the other side of it.
1: Right. So one one sacrifice in eating healthy is you're going to go to the grocery store more than you want to. Like, I think we, most most moms, it's kind of like, let me get all, let me just try to really plan. I want to plan really, really well, get all the groceries that I need, and then, you know, be stocked up for, you know, however long, you know, people want to do it for. And Pete and I have kind of just had to give up on that idea that we can plan really well and um, not go to the grocery store often because if you're eating food that goes bad quickly, it goes bad quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. if, you, if you don't have a ton of snacks for your kids um, that are in the pantry, your apples and your fruit and your oranges and your bananas and your vegetables and even your breads are going to... Um, they need to be eaten, or they're going to go bad quickly. Right. So we do go to the store, and I, I kind of think when I was studying abroad in Rome, there were just markets everywhere, and people could just. It was a lot. E- it's a lot easier in other cultures. You kind of right. walk out your door, and then you can buy all your fresh produce for the day or it your bread. Was actually expected
0: there. If you want fresh food, you were going to the store to get the fresh food.
1: Well, it's not even a store. It's like a market right, right. outside of yeah. your. Like you can walk to it. You can walk to your market, and you can get your. You know, your freshly baked bread and your, and and that's so, it makes my heart, breaks my heart a little bit because I wish we had that more um, here. For us, you have to get in your car and go to a big store and wait in a line and, you know, all that. Well, not that there's not lines yeah. in, in Italy or something, but you know what I mean? It's just, Fresh it's food, a hassle. No
0: lines. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect.
1: It's a hassle. And one thing Pete and I have found is like, I don't see how doing this hard thing of eating healthy as a family it takes everybody and Peter does have to when he's coming home from work he does swing by the grocery store just to pick up a couple things that's pretty regular for us and um if if it's all on one person to do all the grocery shopping for a long period of time I think it's going to be a lot harder
0: yeah absolutely yeah it takes everybody
1: okay so now I think the big the big battle is okay you might know what healthy food is you might want your kids to eat healthy food How do you actually get them to eat healthy food is the question. Yeah. (laughs) And you don't want to have constant fights. I mean, that's really hard. And how do you get your kids to eat healthy food in a world where, like, they know... They know yeah. what food is supposed to taste like or what they think food is supposed to taste like.
0: Yeah,
1: Food is t- supposed to taste sweet and really, really good. So, One of
0: the more frustrating things for me as a father has honestly been trying to get my kids to eat good food. Like, It has been challenging. Mm-hmm. It really has.
1: Right. And it's so easy to say, my kid doesn't like it. Done. So yeah. I just want to tell a little story. So uh, one thing that Pete and I really believe and have found is taste is taste for things is acquired so i mean most people don't start off loving the taste of coffee yeah and it's like how did i get here that i love coffee <laughs>
0: Caffeine, you know the
1: yeah or most people I, I maybe some people but i don't know if most people like their first sip of wine I, yeah. I remember back you know when i first turned 21 the only thing i wanted to drink were those like really really sugary 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 um you know drinks but now i'm like i want the driest wine Possible again? Yep. How did I get here? Like, yeah. taste is taste is And I like, don't
0: think anybody likes vegetables the first time they try it. I don't. There's very few kids that naturally want to eat vegetables.
1: Right. Yes. So, so you know, you know, we all know fruits and vegetables are good for you. How do you get your kids to eat them? Um, so I just want to tell like a little story. So, um, when we first moved out here, we got lots of chickens, and it is so exciting when you get that first egg, and you just are like. I'm a homesteader. <laughs> oh, I have an egg. I homestead. I got my own food. I mean, there's nothing like it. Any of you who have chickens, you know there's nothing like that first egg. Oh, yeah. Um, so then what happens when you have all these eggs and your kids hate eggs?
0: <laughs> you have dozens and dozens <laughs> and dozens of eggs. Like, what are we doing? We have to
1: do everything. Well, how many chickens did we have? Like, I don't know. I don't like know a ton. ton. Yeah, so we're getting tons of eggs and our kids do not like them. And it's like, okay, well, that's disappointing. (laughs) Now what do we do? Great. So, you know, I'm making eggs for four kids and they do not like them to the point that I remember one of them like runs to the trash can to like gag and throw it up.
0: You feel like you're like you're willing to be strong as a parent, and then your kid throws something up. You're like, oh, this is this is unfair. You can't do that.
1: But I was just like, no, we we are. I mean, obviously, if your kid has an allergy or something, I'm not saying force them to eat something. But we weren't showing any signs of allergies. We were just, it was just a taste thing. And I don't like. They probably got it from me. I honestly do not like the taste of eggs. I don't like eggs really. Yeah. Um. But I'll I'll eat anything if I know that it's um good for me. So. Anyway, I remember my son, you know, running to the trash can to throw up, and I just looked at him, and I was like, stop. <laughs> I was like, just control this with your mind. Swallow it and stop. Walk back to the table. And he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw it up. Because a lot of this is, like, in our head. Like, this is disgusting. I'm going to throw it up. No, you're not. It's, it's in your head, you yeah. know. And this is a scene, in a sense, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what I did was, I mean, for years, you guys, I mean for years they had to do like a bite of eggs just a bite of eggs
0: yeah the dogs got to eat a lot of eggs, uh, the dog, we, eggs. we fed
1: the dogs eggs and the kids would eat a bite and it was like hey if you want this um, if you want this food you got to eat your hard boiled egg i had like you know made eggs in a lot of different ways to try to figure out which ways we like them so hey if you want this thing um, that you like more you got to eat a hard boiled egg first stuff like that and um, i'm not exaggerating my kids love eggs they do they love eggs they eat eggs multiple times a day now and i just think like what would have happened if i said pete they don't like eggs they just threw them up they don't like them right we we can't eat eggs
0: because it's so easy to compromise on that stuff and Mm -hmm. this was the case where we were like we're not compromising Mm -hmm. we're homesteaders we got a trillion eggs and a bunch of chickens this has to happen there's Mm -hmm. no room for compromise here right um and we also learned how to cook them a bunch of different ways, and that helped in different instances to get the kids used to them. But, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it is so joyful now to be on the other side of it, and they do—they love the eggs, and now it's this daily source of super high-class nutrition.
1: Yes, right, right. So, and the same thing goes with vegetables. So we um, grow a lot of um, of spaghetti squash.
0: Right, that's our go-to thing during the winter because mm-hmm. it does store, you know, pretty well. It's you know, we still got plenty of it, and we're we're halfway through February now, so spaghetti squash. We don't really eat it a whole lot during the growing season because there's lots of other stuff. But in the winter, we got tons of it. So
1: it is so cool, you guys, to like be like to go upstairs where I store my spaghetti squash. I don't even know what this would cost. These are big spaghetti squash. I don't know what they would cost in a grocery store to get organic yeah. spaghetti squash. But I go and I'm like, oh, this is you know, this is real food from the earth, from my garden, mm. and I'm eating it in February. And again, it was one of those foods that why would a kid like i don't i can't tell you that i'm like the taste is incredible it's a vegetable yeah. it's like yeah you know so um you know when the kids first ate it it was they didn't want to eat it
0: right and but that's the thing we didn't do a whole meal of spaghetti squash mm-hmm. we did pasta normal pasta and then we did spaghetti squash we did both of them together so and we still do that um we're okay with pasta but you got to eat your spaghetti squash too and yeah. they both take the same types of sauces so that goes really well yeah. and so you have to eat both and so it's so it was okay for us to do let's just do this a little bit over time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and now now yeah our, our 7 year old yesterday was like Kristen made spaghetti squash for herself for lunch and he wanted a big bowl of it cuz he loves it so yeah yeah that's, so that's so wonderful
1: yeah I mean my 7 year old be like can i please have more spaghetti squash it's just yeah. it's really cool to to be at a place where you're, we're finally, um, like, um, seeing the fruit of all the labor. Right. Um, and, and it was a lot, it's hard, it's hard to, to have your kids complain and not want to eat stuff when you're working so hard, especially when you're working hard to homestead. And sometimes I'd be like, guys, we don't have to homestead. You know, if you don't want to eat this food, we don't, we do not have to do it. We can, we don't have to keep chickens. And then I think they were like, that was one of the factors for them too, because they love this lifestyle. Yeah. But if you're not going to eat it, for goodness sakes, um, it's a lot a lot harder. But um, I did. I feel like we're in a place where our kids, um, their taste buds are are, are becoming like um, used to healthier food.
0: Right. Absolutely. So the the other thing that we're now entering into, which it was hard to see see forward when we had all these young kids, is you're making all of this food because you want real food, which means starting with fresh ingredients, which then means tons and tons and tons of dishes. Mm -hmm. And that is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's just overwhelming, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a bunch of young kids who are not capable of doing any Mm -hmm. dishes themselves. So that was a real struggle. When I grew up, um, my family had dinner every night together. That was just what we did. And it was when we had a family, it was, you know, that was something I knew I wanted for our family. We were going to have dinner together every night. So we did that even when they were young and it was hard. It was hard to do all those dishes and uh, we kind of just survived for a while. But now the kids are getting old enough, they can do their own dishes and that makes all the difference so they can make food but the rule is you make your own food you do your own dishes Mm -hmm. and so they do they've gotten good at it and um Mm -hmm. they do a whole bunch of the dishes after dinner now which is just it feels like a whole new world and so if you're in that young space with your family just realize there's there's an end point there where you can get your kids to start working together as a family on that
1: yeah and that was one of the times one of the seasons in life where i had to like throw in the towel like i said there have been seasons you know, for like a couple months where I'm like, I can't, we can't eat perfectly and you throw in the towel, but then you just don't stay there. You it's, yeah. You it's know, we wanted to get out of that. But yeah. I remember um, there was a time where I felt I had, we we were still, we were homesteading, so I'm learning all about homesteading. And then I had, um, you know, four young children who could not cook, who could not clean really. Um, so all the chores were mainly on me. Um, Pete mainly did like the building of our homestead, built you know, doing fences, doing all the... Um, outside work so I felt like you know all the chores were on me all the dishes were on me and um, I felt like and I don't like doing dishes I am like so this is not my favorite thing (laughs) and I felt like I'm making all these all this food for these children who are hardly even eating it and then I'm doing I'm just in the kitchen sometimes I'm like I didn't get out of the kitchen till like 12 o'clock today and then all of a sudden it was lunch and and I, I just just I couldn't handle it anymore. So I, that's when I was like, Peter, can you just buy Cheerios, get plain Cheerios? Yeah. And they can eat Cheerios, um, you know, for breakfast. I right. I can't do all right. these dishes.
0: Yeah, it's not healthy for us to be doing this many dishes. So mm-hmm. we compromised, and mm-hmm. that was totally fine in the season.
1: Yeah, um, and I feel like I kind of got out of the kitchen for a bit, got a good break. But now my kids are older, and they make their own Breakfasts and they clean it up, and I can't even tell you how wonderful it is um, for that. And I tell the boys all the time, I'm like, "You guys don't realize you're letting me have a life again." Yeah, (laughs) because I'm not doing dishes. But I
0: (laughs) little piece of advice to all the fathers out there. Sometimes I feel like that like stereotypical old dad who's like, "Turn out the lights, shut the door. It's cold out there. You want to heat the whole neighborhood? Do your dishes, you know." So (laughs) anyway. anyway. When they're learning how to dishes, they're going to use too much water, they're going to use too much soap, they're not going to do it perfectly, they're going to load the dishwasher wrong, like all of those things, and that's with anything with life is kind of like just, I've learned to be joyful about it and let them do it all wrong as they're learning how and they get better over time, so...
1: Absolutely. I'm sorry. I've never heard you as the old, the dad. That's like <laughs> turn the lights off and shut the door. What like I I don't even know who you're talking about right now. I'm the one that was like, why is he taking such a long shower? That he's wasting. And you were like, don't correct his shower. Just let him have a
0: shower. I think I'm more of a softy the night than I you know. I know. My I mean, head. You're like
1: talking about yourself, and I'm like, who are you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the way I feel.
1: Maybe yeah, maybe it's going on in your head. Um yeah. but I do have advice about dishes from someone who hates doing dishes. Um if if you say you make a you make a healthy breakfast or your kids make a healthy breakfast and you and you hate doing dishes and you and you put the dishes in the sink and you think to yourself, I'll get to these later, that's one thing that um I think will really, really mess you up because that was breakfast. And then you got to eat lunch. And so, what's going to happen when you go in your kitchen at lunchtime and you see all these dishes? Yeah. And then take that to dinner time. Like yeah. if your kitchen is messy with dishes and I'm not, I'm not saying like keep a perfect house, you know, I'm not like that. Um, but, yeah. but if your kitchen has, No, for
0: the record, Kristen and I are both procrastinators when it comes to this kind of stuff. We've had to learn to do this. It wasn't something that came naturally to oh, us. Oh
1: yeah. This isn't my, uh, my natural self. This is my learned <laughs>
0: self. I had a roommate in college. We had an apartment and I remember I would like make a, a bowl of pasta and like my pan would be in the, the sink and he would get so angry. He'd be like, why don't you do your dishes? He'd be like, Dude, I'm still eating the dinner, you know?
1: Well, now I'm like the people that are like, Oh, you got to let it soak. I'm like, no, that is just an excuse to <laughs> not do your dish. You do not have to let it soak. Um, but anyway, I... Um
0: yeah, you know, when our it's, kids use that excuse, we know what it means. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't give me this soak the soak <laughs> <good> excuse. <laughs> but um but anyway, so if you walk into your kitchen and you have dishes everywhere, you are not gonna wanna then make a healthy lunch. Then you are not gonna wanna make a healthy dinner. Because then you're like, okay, I gotta wash these, use them, wash them again. I mean, it just it just isn't gonna work. So one thing I found is like after you make something just wash it real quick. It'll take you like literally like 30 seconds especially when it's you know not been sitting there. Mm-hmm. You want to stay on top of things. You want to stay ahead mm-hmm. of them or else you're just going to be you're going to be done. Yeah. I mean I yeah, mean that's just sure. anybody. I for mean sure. you just get discouraged and overwhelmed and and yeah, you're you're done. So yeah. um that's one thing that I've had to really learn, but it's really really helped. Like okay, I just made this what what I'll do is I'll make like a huge thing. I'll make a ton of um chicken. Mm-hmm to keep in the fridge for the week so we can have chicken at lunchtime Yeah, and it's the kind of thing you make all the chicken wash that pan right away
0: yeah um, so here's the quick philosophical note to this is technology has made so many things that humans had to do earlier and in, in in time we don't have to do them anymore it's automated so much of that stuff and that is a wonderful thing a lot of the time um But sometimes that goes too far and we just find that we've automated so much of the hard stuff out of our life that I don't think it's building virtue anymore. And I think there's something really, really human about having to make your food and then clean up after yourself. There's something good about that. It's a good, constant way of learning how to be self-controlled and disciplined and doing things you don't want to do. I think it it just builds a better human being. And so Mm -hmm. if we can teach our kids, again, to... To do their own dishes, that's setting them up to to have a better life because mm-hmm. they're going to be willing to do the mundane, boring tasks mm-hmm. that aren't so fun and just do them. It's just a part of life. It's mm-hmm. not something to complain about. It's not something to that. It's not a big deal. You just do them. You mm-hmm. know that's what a human being does. And so I think that that's that's the kind of moral benefit that comes out of it.
1: Oh yes, definitely. It's it's kind of a good way to pass time, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but but anyway. We told you this was going to be a very packed podcast, and we did want to take some time to bring in some experts on getting children to eat, so we've decided to bring in our boys to to talk to you on getting children to eat healthy food.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so we have our 11-year-old here who is a very healthy eater, and he's going (laughs) to just talk to us a little bit about his journey to healthy eating. <laughs> it's 11 year journey. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: So when I was four or five, I ate pretty unhealthy. I ate lots of juice and goldfish and chips and stuff like that. But when we moved out here to the farm, I forced myself to eat healthy food out here. And it didn't make me hate them. It made me like them so much more. One of the one of the ways you eat healthy is you can't eat too much sugar. Otherwise, it just makes it it just makes the healthy food taste pretty bad. So, it's a little bit of sugar is okay, but you don't want to eat that much sugar. Second, the best way to like your own food, healthy food, is to cook it yourself. The kids can cook and. It's really fun, and it gives you a sense of accomplishment, and it helps prepare them for later life.
0: So we had to teach Justin how to cook everything, which is a little bit hard in the moment. But Justin, what have you done? You
3: Yeah. Tell us what kind of foods um, you, you like. You
0: You now make. teach your brothers how to cook sometimes, right?
3: I can make potatoes, eggs, fried eggs, scrambled eggs, egg taco. I can make egg salad. I can make. I can bake stuff. I can make a lot of stuff now. Meatballs. I can make oatmeal, meatballs, macaroni and cheese. Not not the stuff you get from the box, but real homemade mac and cheese. Yeah, pretty cool. So, I didn't really like eggs when we moved out here, but then I found out how good sunny side eggs, up eggs are. I learned how to make them and now I can do them really well. I also taught my brothers how to do them.
0: Yeah, there is there is it's really hard to make them without breaking the yolk, right?
3: Mhm. Yeah, definitely. That took you a lot of practice.
0: Justin would make make them for his brothers, and I, I remember hearing, like, the, the, the yoke would break a little bit, and he'd be like, I'm so sorry.
1: He would be so frustrated when you would break, because you like yeah. that, so sunny side up, you like that nice yoke intact, and, and he would get so upset when that yoke would break, and yeah. You,
3: yeah. don't give up, right? You just yeah. kept practicing. I kept practicing, and now I can do it pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. What Another else? awesome thing to have in the fridge is hard-boiled eggs. Sometime, like once a week, Mom will make a dozen hard-boiled eggs. Those are just great to have as a light snack, and Dad can take them to work. Cool. And best of all, you can make delicious egg salad sandwiches Sandwiches with them. Oh, yeah, and it was
1: funny. When I first made you egg salad, you thought it was gross. So
3: I did. How did you start to like it? Well, fried eggs were the really... Well, when you made me fried eggs that first time... No, how did you start to like the egg salad sandwiches? My taste buds are evolving, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm really starting to like healthy foods more. It's it's just awesome. I love everything. It's really good. Yeah, you're a really good eater. Well, thank you so much. You've been so
1: helpful with our family and so helpful helping your brothers and even cooking for your brothers. And um, it's pretty awesome. You You can talk about the potatoes, too. Okay.
3: Um... So Nathan's favorite breakfast that I can make him are potatoes. And he doesn't like the thick cut potatoes. He loves them when I when I take out my knife and the cutting board and chop them up really thin and I oil up the wok and I throw in a ton of potatoes and then Nathan just stands there watching the potatoes cook and when they brown on one side I flip them over and then when those and when those eggs and potatoes are done he flips out. He is so happy. And then, <laughs> this is a special treat. He doesn't get it often, but when he does, he loves it. And we eat it at the table. Nico sometimes likes them, too. Well, and but so, yeah, one, one thing that's important in our family is the
1: boys serving one another and making food for one another, yeah. so,
0: um, so you're
1: really them. good at making food, making a big thing of potatoes and sharing them with everybody. <laughs> and there's been a lot of times where you ask me if I want some, and then I say no. And then, When I see them, I just can't help myself. (laughs) And you were like, and I'm like, get used to it, sweetie, if you're going to have a wife someday. Yeah,
0: we all need to predict when a no actually means a yes, which is a good thing to learn.
1: All right, well, thank you so much. So my kids all have different breakfast desires, which... I understand like as a, as a parent sometimes you got to say everybody pick one thing I'm not making a million different foods and that's what I said too If you
0: want to make it and you want to do the dishes mm-hmm. you can have whatever you want.
1: But we told our kids if you want to eat a healthy breakfast that you choose you can make it yourself and you can clean it up. So we've got our 7-year-old here and he likes a little bit of a different breakfast and he's going to talk about what he likes to make for breakfast. So why don't you stand um, up here?
2: Well, so you stand up here. Stand up. I really want um I really love oatmeal, so um, I first I cut up a, a big um, a plate of apples. I cut them really small so that they can cook with the oatmeal, and then with the oats, and then and then I um, pour some of my oat milk um, into this cup and then I I turn on the stove really high and pour the oats I pour the milk into the pot and about when it starts boiling I um put in uh, the oats and and with and I also put the apples in it with it and then and then I and then I let it cook for like seven minutes and then and then I put it in my bowl and it's done. That
1: is so very neat. And good. you and you always make it for your brother too. Um mm-hmm. our our six year old doesn't cook yet, but he has a lot of people that share their, <laughs> their food with him. He's a lucky guy, yeah. <laughs> he, he is very lucky. Um so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to like vegetables? Like now you always want to eat all the, the spaghetti squash.
2: Um well Did you like it at first? No, not really. (laughs) Um, I... Well, we kept on having the spaghetti squash for dinner because we had so much of it. And, but I didn't really like it, but I kept on having to eat it. And then about, like, the third year, I
4: really started to like it. Oh, that's so exciting. Who made
0: you eat it when you didn't want to?
4: that you (laughs) (laughs) oh and you're you're a very
1: great eater we're really really proud of you yeah Yeah. you do a great job and for those of you who are wondering like why in the world does she let a seven-year-old use the oven and that's a very legitimate concern just so everyone knows we have we have a lot of rules like they have to um, tell me when they're using it and I have to be on you know the floor with them I can't you know, they know our, our kids are good listeners. They know that they can't just go turning on the oven whenever they want to. I have to be around just just to make sure everything is okay. And um, so, yeah, if you have a kid who's gonna you know set the house on fire, then this might not work quite yet. No. <laughs> but luckily, they know they know the rules. They know I yeah. have to be there. If I'm if I'm in the basement doing laundry or something, they know yeah. that they can't use the oven. Yeah, very good. All right, so now we have our nine year old here and he makes one of my favorite meals very well he makes spaghetti and meatballs so why don't you share with us how you make those delicious meatballs
4: well first i heat the oven up to 350 then i roll up the meatballs and make sure that every single meatball is the same sized so they cook evenly and
1: wait where do you get this where do you get the meat for what what kind of meat do you use for these meatballs
4: um Ground beef from our cow.
1: Yeah, pretty cool.
4: <laughs> and and then I put the um the meatballs into the oven for about uh twenty um like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes or so, and then well d- then that's it.
0: Yeah. So we go through every bit of three pounds of ground beef when we eat when we eat meatballs in our family. So it is such a massive help to have John Paul make the dinner yeah it was always like this fun idea for me that we would have the family making dinner together and it's really fun to have it happening
1: well it's also funny because um the kids we've gone to restaurants and they'll get you know the kids meal of spaghetti and meatballs (laughs) and then they're just like what is this do I have to eat because usually if you get it at a restaurant they probably I think they put a lot more fillers in it maybe like a lot more breading in it just to just to fill it out more or something but our kids are used to real like straight up meatballs so they're just like do I have to eat this? What is this? <laughs> you make a great meatball that they don't want it from a restaurant nice. anymore. Yeah. What about your special breakfast that you often make yourself?
4: Um, French toast.
0: Temple loves French toast. Mm-hmm.
4: How is, tell us how you make your French toast. Um, first, I heat up the pan, put some butter into it, make sure all the butter melts, and spray it all over the pan. Then I um. get about like three eggs for two eggs for about three pieces of french toast and um stir them up and then i put the the bread in into it into the eggs and then put it onto the pan cook it about um four and um and then i and then that's it
1: yeah john paul's been known i had to cut him off because he'll make himself a plate of like Six pieces
4: <laughs> I test. love French toast.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's also, like, incredible at doing dishes, mm-hmm. aren't you? Oh, my gosh. There's been times where they're, I think they're getting started doing the dishes, and I, I go take care of something, I come back in the kitchen, and the kitchen's, like, spotless. Yes. It's amazing.
1: Yes. You do, you are a huge help with dishes, so thank nice. you very, very much. All right, so we have now our six-year-old here, and he, he's too young to use the oven. You have to be tall enough to use the oven. But he helps in other ways. How do you help us um, with the eggs in the morning?
2: Um, I get them.
1: You go get the eggs from the chicken coop. Yeah. And what are what kind of snacks do you like that you don't have to cook?
2: Um, granola and milk and.
1: You like apples, right? Apples and peanut butter yeah yeah
3: very and good.
1: oranges you like lots of lots of fruits and vegetables don't you
0: mm-hmm. very, good. <laughs> very good very good very good job. very helpful good job all right so that was expert advice from, <laughs> from the expert panel so it was good
1: yes and so thank you all for joining us again and i know we have a lot of kid listeners And so if if you're a kid who wants to cook, definitely ask your parents and talk to them (laughs) before you do anything. Yeah, no running off
0: to make yourself scrambled eggs (laughs) if you've never done it before.
1: Yes, ovens can be dangerous.
0: Yes, very good. All right, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.